Have you ever heard that we, humans, are made from stars? Perhaps you've heard Joni Mitchell sing, We Are Stardust. Electronic musician Moby's song, We Are All Made of Stars. Maybe you're even familiar with astronomer Carl Sagan's famous quote, The Earth, the Earth and, and every, every living thing, thing are, made of, star are stuff. made of star stuff. Mitchell, Moby, and Sagan all poetically refer to the fact that our planet and all of its inhabitants are made from elements created inside stars. Elements that are critical for human life, including carbon and oxygen, did not exist in the early universe. Over time, nucleosynthesis inside stars converted hydrogen into helium and eventually into the complex elements necessary for life. But how did these atoms get from the interiors of prehistoric stars into interstellar space and ultimately to ourselves? Roughly half were released by supernovae, the life-ending explosions of rare, very massive stars that pollute our galaxy with dust and heavy elements. But the rest were shed from ordinary stars, much like our own sun, as they neared the end of their lives. Using observations of stellar radio waves, astronomer Lynn Matthews from MIT's Haystack Observatory and her collaborators have obtained new insights into how ordinary stars become cosmic recyclers when they reach old age. Stars like our sun don't shine forever. Eventually, they run out of fuel. And at that point, the core of the star will begin to collapse while the outer layers expand and cool. As a result, the star then becomes very large, very luminous, and very red in color. In other words, what we call a red giant. When our sun becomes a red giant, it will increase in size so dramatically that it will actually engulf the inner planets of our solar system, including Mercury, Venus, and probably Earth. Dr. Matthews has been studying the link between red giants and the surrounding space known as the interstellar medium. Once a star becomes a red giant, it becomes unstable and begins to shed large quantities of gas and dust through a stellar wind. This debris accumulates around the star to form a circumstellar envelope. At the same time, these stars are speeding through our galaxy, sometimes at velocities of more than 50 miles per second. What scientists have discovered is that this combination can lead to some spectacular effects when red giants are viewed with radio telescopes. Well, red giants are fascinating stars. They're big, they're bright, they're spewing out all sorts of debris. And unlike most objects in the sky, they can change and evolve on human timescales. As a radio astronomer, I was very excited when I realized that the incredible sensitivity of our current radio telescopes affords us a whole new way of looking at these objects and their place in our galaxy. This is a test of note five. For this work, Dr. Matthews has been using a collection of radio telescopes in New Mexico known as the Very Large Array, or VLA. The VLA includes 27 telescopes that resemble large satellite dishes, each roughly 82 feet across. These telescopes work in concert, allowing astronomers to produce images of the sky at radio wavelengths. The superb sensitivity of the VLA 
means that Dr. Matthews can observe the very weak radio signals coming from hydrogen atoms in the circumstellar envelopes of nearby red giants. Astronomers have known for a long time that circumstellar envelopes can grow to be very large, extending thousands of times beyond the original size of the star. But with most past observations, we basically only saw the tip of the iceberg. With the VLA, we've been able to detect faint signals from hydrogen atoms in the very outermost reaches of the circumstellar envelopes. The radio light that Dr. Matthews is studying arises because collisions between atoms in the circumstellar envelope lead to a change in alignment between the spin axis of the proton and the electron that make up a hydrogen atom. This results in the production of radio waves with a wavelength of 21 centimeters. By looking at red giants in this new way, uh, we're finding that the circumstellar envelopes surrounding many of these stars extend to far greater distances than anyone previously imagined. In some cases, debris from a single star can span several light years. That's a thousand times the size of our solar system. This changes our whole picture of these stars, many of which people have been studying for decades, or in some cases, even for more than a century. We also find that often uh, these circumstellar envelopes are not spherical on large scales because they're pushing up against the gas in the interstellar medium. Many actually have a head and a tail, much like a comet, with the tail stretching behind the star as it moves through our galaxy, similar to a wake trailing a ship. These tails, in turn, effectively contain an archaeological record of the mass loss history of the star. And by analyzing them, we learn that many red giants have been returning matter back to the galaxy for much longer than we previously knew. These discoveries impact our understanding of the whole ecology of our galaxy, including how efficiently stellar material gets spread over vast reaches of space before being recycled into new stars and planets. To imagine this process for yourself, try going outside and looking at the star Mira in the constellation Cetus, the whale. You may see a point of light, a little red. There doesn't seem to be anything around it. But imagine that your eyes could view the whole sky at radio wavelengths. The landscape completely changes. Mira is no longer a point. It is now enshrouded by an expanding comet-shaped nebula sculpted by the surrounding interstellar medium as the star sweeps through space. And one day, gravity will again pull together the dispersed material to form a new generation of stars, planets, and astronomers. <laughs>